0: Awesome. Why don't we just make some noise for Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands to heaven this morning. Lift up your hands. Stand up on your feet. Lift up your hands to heaven. Father, we need you in this space, Lord. Father, we need you. We need you just to come and invade our hearts, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord, we're two or more gathered in your name that you're here in the midst of us, Lord. Father, we pray that, Lord, every single person that is in this place today, that, Father, you'd speak to them directly, Lord God. That, Lord, that you'd open up their heart, Lord. That, Father, that your word would penetrate, Lord, that it would get into the bone marrow, Lord Father God. That it would get us on the straight and narrow, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for healing, Lord in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name this morning, Lord, we lift up the name of Jesus, and we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, and we give you all the honor. Come on, church, give Him some praise this morning. Come on, lift up your voice and praise Him in the place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Say Amen. Say God is good. I'm gonna teach you something. I'm gonna go, God is good, yeah. And then you go, Oh, he's good, yeah. Yeah, you got that? God is good, yeah. God is good, yeah. yeah. And then you can go, God is good, yeah. Yes, he's good, yeah. You got it? It's only one word extra. <laughs> so it goes, God is good, yeah. Always oh, good, yeah. No, always oh, good, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Susan, she's just telling me what to do. Can we play that beat, bro? <laughs> you know, she gave, she gave me the finger, you know like <laughs> Awesome, play that beat when you, can. oh Missy's just getting up there, I thought she would Yeah, so goes, God is good, yeah, yes he's good, yeah God is good, yeah, oh he's good, yeah Cool, you got it? You got it? It's pretty easy, eh? Because sometimes we've always been brought up like God is good And we say, but we're going to switch it up this morning We're going to switch it up, man, come on I mean, I like that God is good all the time thing, you know. It's been around since, you know, way you're back. Some of you guys have been holding that. Yeah, whenever you're ready, bro. Just trying to keep the. Stand it up. Okay, stand up on your feet again. Come on, I know. Up, down, up, down. And then normally when we do this sort of guys. Go, go, yo, go. Yo, yo. <laughs> Susan's not going to ring with me this morning. Here goes, here goes, here goes. God is good, yeah. God is good, yeah. God is good, yeah. you gotta believe in yourself, and I ain't talking about money, riches and wealth, I'm talking about God of the heavens, God of the stars, the same God understands and he knows who you are, and he puts you on this earth with a present and a plan, saying God wants walked the earth as a man, he understands what you're going through, he understands your pain, he's had, and nails through his hand, and people spitting on his name, he conquered death and he holds the keys, so salvation's given free to all those who believe, and I can feel this thing booting in my spirit and my soul, I can feel this thing booting like it's ready to blow and i can focus no more this is the reason i'm called to live what i believe i ain't believing at all you don't believe me it's true well guess what you gotta believe in god amen come on i got us good yeah yes he's good yeah i got us good yeah i got us good yeah (laughs) i got us good yeah oh i said give god some praise this morning take a seat I thought I'd just sort of start up with that anyway. <laughs> anyway, try to do it. Hallelujah. Um, Roman Road, hey, eh? we've been on the Roman Road, and I think I'm wrapping it up, up today, and uh, it's been a great, um, a great kind of couple of months. I think we've been on it, or maybe a little bit uh, more. And so the, it's, a, it's a massive book in the Bible. It's Paul's Theology. Um, when you think about Paul, when he writes all the letters, he's always writing to the churches about all the problems they got. But when, in, in the book of Romans, he's just talking about the theology and what he believes. And it's powerful and it's massive and we've been able to chew on it. And last week, you know, we learned how to get in shape and I still haven't got into shape. <laughs> that was pretty good. But, um, you know, in and, and the Roman road, and our walk is a walk of faith. The Bible says that I walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And the opposite of faith is sight. Because of what we can see sometimes, and always I love the testimonies that Ruth brings all the time, because it's about she's believing in her God. And although she might see something in front of her, she believes God is more powerful, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask, think or imagine. And see, we're, we're on a walk, and it's the Roman road, and but the road that we're on is we're on the road to heaven, amen? And and, and Jesus, He spread the gospel and ended up in Rome, and then He ended up all over the world, and ended up in, in the UK, and then He ended up. Then I ended up coming over here to Aotearoa, and, and God began to spread the gospel and to touch the people of, people of Aotearoa. And, and the love of God began to impact, and the love of God began to break through into nations that had never broken through into before, because people walked by faith. Because people decided to get up and walk by faith. And this morning, I'm going to be reading from Romans chapter 13. 8 to 10, and we're probably breaking it right down to chapter 14, and it's talking about love. Say love. And in Romans chapter 8, it says, uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Say, come on. Come on. He says, Let no debt be outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up with this one command love your. Some of you know it. Love your. That's good. He says all of it is summed up in one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilment of the law. I mean, I suppose that the word love, it's just thrown out there these days. And, and, and half of us or most of the people or majority of the people don't really even know what real love is or what love really means. And, and, and we, can, we can use it in so many different sentences. We can say, oh, I love that T-shirt. Oh, I love that ice cream. I love that car. You know, and there's so many different ways that we use that word love and, and we, we spread it around. And, and in the English language, it's just that word love. And so we just love everything and love this. And, and today people are, around, are walking around and they just love everything. But I don't even really know what the word love means. And in this passage of Scripture, I really feel that it, it breaks it down a little bit and it shows us a little bit. It gives us a little bit of a glimpse of what the love's supposed to look like a little bit. And this morning, I want to I preach a little bit on that and teach maybe a, a little bit you know, about that. You know, what is love? In the Greek language, there's about four different words that they use. I don't know them all because I don't know Greek, but I just had a little look on Google, and Google told me. <laughs> it's all right, Prophet the Prophet Google. And there's the word eros, which is it seeks its own interest and satisfaction to possess the object of love. And God is very clear in the Bible that eros love is reserved for marriage. That's where they get that word erotic from. And that word is reserved. For marriage between a husband and a wife, Eros love is to be celebrated and enjoyed because love, as Eros love, is that celebration of love. When we celebrate as a husband and wife in, in a marriage situation, and that's the, that's the only place that God gives us blessing upon in a marriage situation. That word. That's one. And the next one is Storge. It's sort of spout store G, but they said pronounce store J. So store J, it is. is a term for love in the Bible that you may not be familiar with. This Greek word describes family love. You know, parents talking to their. Children, children talking to their parents and communication in the house is such awesome. You can just see the love of God all over uh, Elise and, and Wally and Jackie. Your, your whanau is just full of love. You can just see it. The love of God's all over you. It's powerful when you see a home and a farno that's got love throughout the home. It's so powerful. It's a great example that when, you, when you're walking in harmony with your farno. and I know we all go through disagreements and teenagers happen. Ha. But the love's still there. Because they're like Paul was uh, uh, preaching, uh, uh, praying over that couple this morning that they've been in a stable home. Because the love of God is in between a husband and a wife and they're bringing up their children in the love of the Lord. Amen. And many of you people in here today have brought your children up because and, and, you love God and you love your children and, and you, you, you've got the love in the home and your children love being at home. I know my mokos, they love being at my place. Because they get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> they really do. And I always let them get away with just about anything. <laughs> Send them home when they need a growling. Amen? It's brotherly love. Oh, it's family love. It's an affection and bond. The other one is philia is the most general type of love in Scripture, encompassing love for fellow humans, care, respect, compassion for people in need. So it's the other kind of love where you've got that care and your compassion for, for people in need. And it's quite common in the Bible. Um, Jesus said, "Aphilia would identify of the followers by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another." And so that's where that word comes from. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Their brotherly love, their brotherly affection. That connection in the body of Christ, where we come in and we're, we're, we're from all sorts of different types of walks of life, but we still love each other. We don't agree with each other all the time. We don't agree with one another's opinions. But there's one thing that keeps us in the house is Jesus Christ. Amen. And it keeps us connected. And then there's God's love, which is agape love. And this is the love that He's talking about in the Scripture. He said when he says love one another, he's talking about the love that's from God, which is the most powerful love that you could ever get. It's a hundred percent giving. The agape love is a hundred percent giving. It's the highest type of love that you will find in the Bible, it's the highest type of love that you'll find anywhere because it's God's love and God is love. Full stop. God is love. Full stop. You can't get any more. It's agape love. And here we see this term defies God's immeasurable, incomparable. This is from Google because I don't normally use these words. You go, oh, well, those are big words they are using. It's immeasurable and incomparable love for humankind. It is, the, it is the divine love that comes from God. Agape love is perfect Unconditional, sacrificial, and pure. I writ down here in the storms and in the fire, God will still love you. Yeah. Song of Solomon says this: "It says fire can't quench His love." Yeah. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. He said, "There's no money in the world that can put it to put pull it away." It's God's love. In the storms and the fire, this love rises up. Amen when you're going through the troubles, when you're going through the tribulations, when you know someone that's going through a hard time, when you got their love for them, man, you're like, man, i got the agape love. Even though you're going through the battle, even though Paul was going through a battle as far as I was in Africa, but man, i got the agape love, man. I'm believing God and, you know, and all that stuff. And whatever we go through in troubles and storms and, and situations that we face, God's love is for us. Yeah. Come on. And the good times and the bad times, it's not determined by emotions or feelings. I mean, I feel it. I feel the love or I feel the emotions. And emotions and feelings are good. But it's, 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 it's divine love that comes from God. And Jesus Christ demonstrated this kind of divine love to His Father and to all humanity. In the way that He lived and in the way that He died. For God so loved the world. Come on, the greatest love. For God so loved the world that He gave the greatest gift, His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. The greatest life that you'd ever have is only found in Jesus. And God showed us how to love people by actually coming down, coming down as His Son, Jesus Christ, And he died for us on the cross. And that's a real picture of love that sometimes we probably can't even really comprehend because it's so powerful that it pulled us out of darkness, that it brings healing, that it brings deliverance, that it brings salvation. It's so powerful, his love, that you might have been, you might have never experienced any type of love at all in your life, but when you get a touch from Jesus you'll never be the same again. When the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of your life, you'll never be the same again. You'll begin to experience the love of God, that their love of God would, would, would flow into your heart and begin to flow out into the community that would make an impact and it would make an influence on people's lives. And he's not talking about just loving people that are easy to love. See, God came and he demonstrated his love that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans chapter 8 or 5, 8 I think it is, a eh? five, 5 verse 8, yes I knew, it was in Romans somewhere anyway, can we just put that scripture up, there it goes, look at that, oh, all really? right Evangeline you're wrong man, not only did she get $750, she got the anointing, amen, she got the anointing to run that thing, man I've come to tell somebody this morning it's it's not always about just the lovable per- people that we, we're, we're to love, but it's people that are sometimes unlovable. And that's what Jesus is all about. It's the unlovable people that, people that have actually heard. Because when you actually put this into context in Romans chapter 13, he's talking about governments and paying taxes and all these types of things. And, and, and sometimes we don't like those types of people or, or sometimes we don't like governments because they put certain uh, you know, policies or whatever it is. And, but God is he's, he's saying love one another he love one another and he continues to tell us to, to love one another and he says so this morning i'm going to briefly touch on you know why should we love who should we love and how should we love and the reason why we should love if we can take a look at this, the, the text again At Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Why Why should we love? And I don't know if you've ever had a debt before. I mean, some of us, we've got to pay off our mortgages, and some of us have car payments and debts and, and stuff like that. But I don't know if you've ever had a debt before, and you're like, oh man, that's pretty hard to pay. I remember just not so long ago, about a month ago, and you know, because I started a business about maybe 18 months ago, and, and ACC rung me up because I didn't know that you had to pay like ACC some money. Like, when you got a business, you got to pay ACC as well. I thought, like, and then revenue, we're like, yeah, I thought they just take it all, and then they, they divide it out to ACC. But no, you've got another separate little bit of money that you got to put aside, and, you know, and you got to, like, keep aside. And anyway, ACC rings me up, and they said, hey, man, you owe us, uh, you know, a, a few thousand dollars. And I said, Well, wow, really? Like really? How did that happen? They go, oh, because you made a certain amount of money, so you or something like that. And, and we calculated that you, owe oh, us this amount of money. And I said, oh, okay, well, yeah, well, we'll have to try and sort that out. And they said, and, and they said to me, how are you going to pay it? So I mean, when are you going to pay it? The, the demand for payment was like, they wanted to be certain that I was going to pay this baby. And so there was a demand and they wanted a deadline to, to make payment. And so I was kind of like, well, I don't really know, but when I feel like it, I'll, uh, maybe I'll pay it. You know, I was thinking like that. Like, when I feel like it, I'll pay for it. Like, what do you mean you need a day? Like, what day are you going to pay it? Are you going to pay it today? Are you going to pay it tomorrow? And I'm like, um, I don't know. Like, maybe someday, like real soon, hopefully. I mean, I'm just in the middle of work at the moment. Like, I mean, like, maybe I could ring my wife and she could maybe transfer it through or something. I don't know. I don't really know. But the funny thing that I thought about is the demand. There was a demand on the payment. And Apostle Paul, he's kind of like giving us that picture. He says, Let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt to love one another. See, debt demands payment. So love is demanded in our lives. That there's a payment that we should be paying. And the Bible says here, It's continuing. It doesn't stop. There's one debt that you cannot pay off, and that's for you to love other people. Come on, give God some praise this morning. It's like, man, and there's a demand every day, every morning when you wake up. Uh, when are you going to make that payment, honey? Uh. <laughs> I love you, baby. She's waiting for that kiss, you know. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? No. Nah. Get out. <laughs> Bloody stink breath. Get out. <laughs> Bloody come near me. <laughs> nah. No way, no, no, no. But love demands payment. And he says, let that debt, let there be no debt among you, but only the continuing debt to love one another. What a powerful. Why should we love? Is because. There's a debt that Jesus Christ paid on the cross for us. And because of the great love that He showed towards us that we should love one another, there's a debt that we, we're indebted to love people. We're indebted to love people. That, are, that Every day when we wake up in the morning, it's like, man, how can I love on someone? Amen? How can I love on my work colleagues? How can I love on my wife? How can I love on my children? How can I love on my in-laws? How can I love on the outlaws? And debt demands payment, and so does love. And every day when we wake up, we should be able to like say, man, I need to pay someone some love this morning. Yeah. Amen? I'm going to pay some love out there today. It's going to be not, not my kind of love. It's going to be God's love. I'm going to love the people that are unlovable. Amen? I'm going to love people that are getting on my nerve. I'm going to love people that have got different opinions. And so that leads me to my next point is, who shall we love? The Bible says in Romans chapter 13, 9 to 10, and even in Leviticus, he he grabs us from the commandments. He says, you shall, uh, the commandments in Romans 13, 9 to 10, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that I've got to love myself. I heard a couple of people say that I've got to love myself more before I can love anybody else. I mean, yeah, that's all right. But he's he's kind of already assuming that you already look after yourself. He's already assuming that you take care of yourself. he's already assuming that you you put a, a roof over your head amen he 's already assuming these types of things when he makes the statement he says, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." And who was my neighbor? We know there was a cheeky lawyer comes up to Jesus. Remember that cheeky lawyer? He pulls up and he's a he's a, he's like a, he's a scholar of the law, not like me. And he pulls up to Jesus in, in Luke chapter. 10, verse 29, we've got that scripture, eh? And here we see the good Samaritan, is, and Jesus begins to let him know, and it says, but he, desiring to justify himself, said, Jesus, say Jesus. Jesus. And who was my neighbor? And reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped, just looking at the time, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Say, the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, pass by on the other side. Say, the other side. But, say but, a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he him, he, he took pity on him. And he went up to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to the inn and took care of him. The next day he took our two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Here's a powerful passage of scriptures like who's our neighbor? Who's our neighbor? Who, who, whoever's around you that's in need. If there's anybody that's in need, that's your neighbor. That's the person that we show the love towards. It's like, who do we show the love towards? I mean, the Samaritan and and the other guy, they probably never knew each other. They didn't know each other. They probably, culturally, they probably didn't even like each other. Here's the the types of religious people that are walking by. They cross the road because maybe they thought in their head, I can't love that guy because, man, look at him. He's just unlovable and he probably deserves what he got. And they began to cross the road. But the Samaritan, who probably didn't even know who he was, he decided because someone was in need. There was a need and he had compassion and he felt pity and he began to do something about it. And that's like us. God's calling us to go and help some people. Who? Whoever's your neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Whoever's in need? Whoever's in your in your circle? Whoever you come across in your workplace? Whoever's in your whanau, at your faro dinners? Whoever needs something, man, that's your that's your neighbor. I mean, I'm preaching to myself this morning. I mean, when I when I was thinking about this, and I'd be thinking about it for a little bit because I was thinking about it like. Last week, and then I was thinking about another sermon last week, but then Sophia preached it, and so I was like, oh, okay. And so I was thinking about it this week, and, you know, during during your your days, you sort of, like, butt heads with people, eh? Have you ever had, like, you know, times where you butt heads with people, and they sort of like, oh. And, you know, I I sort of butted head with this guy, you know, I sort of, like, he was, he kind of made me a little bit tense. You know, and lucky I didn't go there, because I found out that he was a mean MMA sort of fighter guy, like me. <laughs> Jesus would have really taught me a lesson then, eh? <laughs> but I was just thinking about it, you know. Like he's that guy that was really in need in the time, but the conversation that we had was probably not really being a, a too too good of a friend or a, a lovable type of conversation because I was probably trying to think in a business type of term, uh, you know, in my business, and I was thinking about my business more than I was thinking about him. And then anyway, I jumped in my work wagon and jumped in there and as soon as I started my work wagon my playlist comes on which is like you know Maverick City that I got on at the moment I'm just jamming them hard at the moment and boom and then it's just their song Jaira came on and boom the Holy, Holy Spirit just began to come into their place and I'm like oh man I think sorry Lord sorry Lord straight away convicted straight away convicted that guy was in need of something he was actually in need of my help but I just try to palm it off and say bro too bad man hard of luck That's your problem so I ended up driving down there, humbling myself. <laughs> As you do, eh? Amen? Going down there and sort of like, oh, oh you yeah, bro, I'll give you a bit of a hand. Eh? <laughs> but I'm preaching to myself, and there's many people that are out there that are in need. Many people that are in need, and, and family, and friends, and co-workers. And which of these people that are, uh, uh, do you think, Jesus asks? do you think is the neighbor? And he says, the one that... He, that who had mercy on him, and Jesus said, "Told him, Jesus told him, go and do likewise." And we got to have mercy on people. That's love. That's God's mercy, right there. God's got the picture of love is God's mercy, Jesus Christ. And in the same example, it's like how should we love, and and Jesus is the greatest example in how how love looks like, and His love in action, and what He did on the cross over two thousand years ago. And the and the Good Samaritan, he he showed us that hey, here's a picture on how we can love somebody that maybe we don't know and, and are unlovable. And he had pity on this guy and he, he, he helped him out. He got him up and he got him back up on his feet. He didn't just put a bandage on him, but he took him to the inn and, and, and he made sure that he was gonna get up on his feet and, and that his progress and his walk and his life would be, would be, uh, would be looked after. And, and while he was gone and uh, while he was gone away, that he, he asked the innkeeper to take care of the, the sick guy, and if he owed him anything, he'd pay him, he'd reimburse him if he had taken care of him and it didn't, it didn't worry about what it cost him. And sometimes it's like, you know, how do we, how we supposed to love some people and, and how do we do this? And, and, and you know what? Real love, it costs us something. God's love costs him everything. He emptied out heaven and he said, here you go. Have it all. And that's the greatest, uh, the greatest illustration in the whole world is the real love is the cross. When we look at the cross, we say, Jesus, And we look at the cross, Jesus is going, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's what He's saying, I love you. And we see His hands spread out, nail pierced in His hands, body ripped apart. The Bible says that He was marred more than any man. He was unrecognizer. Bull. And he's standing on the cross. And when we look at the cross and we get a picture of the cross, we see the true love. Who should we love? People that we don't really love. That's what God said. He says that he demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were good people, no, while we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I'm going to just wrap up on the story and I, I've got a brother in law, and my sister rings me up in the middle of the night, about two in the morning. She lives in Auckland. She's got 10 children to him. She's had a hard life. He's in one of the biggest gangs in New Zealand. And she rings me up, she goes, Bro, come and get me. I was going to get, you know, man. She's giving me the explanation and all the things. And she's telling me on the phone. And so I'm like, Oh, yo, yeah, I'll, I'll come down, I'll come down, I'll come down. So we get down there, halfway down, she rings, she goes, oh, don't worry about it, bro, oh, yeah, I think it's going to be all right. I said, no, I'm coming down. She goes, oh, I think it'll be all right. And we get down to the place and they're hopping from one house to the next house. They're just not stable. they got nothing. I mean, he's in one of the toughest gangs in, the, in New Zealand. Yet he's got nothing. He, he, they walk around like they got everything, but they got nothing. I don't know why young people are so attracted to it. They might have a, a Harley Davidson, but they got nothing. So I turn up there, and she comes out the house, and he's still upstairs asleep. And she comes out, and she goes, oh, hey, bro, me and Susan are there. I always take Susan. She's my bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, no one messes with me when she's around. (laughs) And so we go upstairs, and I say, oh, let's go in the house. And she was kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, um, you know, Stu's going to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I would just go up and have a yarn with him. So we get up into the house, and he's still asleep, you know, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning, and he's asleep, you know, they've been they've been on all night, kids are there, and you know, just that situation, I don't even know if you've ever seen, been in a situation like that, but it's pretty, it's pretty hard, especially when it's your sister, and you're like, what the heck, and so I have a young, girl, I said, hey, get up, boy, so he gets up, you know, and he comes and sits down, and I, I grab some smoked fish and some oysters on the way down, so because I thought, oh, man, they probably won't got no food and stuff, and so we grab some of that and say, yeah, have a client. So I start talking to him. I say, man, you got to look after my sister, bro. Like, man, it's no good what you're doing. You know, verbally abusing her. Oh, no, you know, and he's making all these excuses like they do, you know. They bring out the puppy, puppy, or crocodile, or tears or whatever they are. And then in that moment, God's here, and, and they had really, they had nothing at all. They didn't have no car. And in that moment, God just here, go and buy him a car. And I'm like, no, I don't want to buy him a car. He's going to wreck it. He needs to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> my wife ain't gonna like it if I tell her that I gotta go and buy him a car. So I was like, "Ah, oh, bro, what do you need right now?" And he's like, "Oh, I need a house." And and I said, oh, "I can't buy you a house." But and guy said, "Get him a car." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get him a car. He'll use it for his, you know." And I'm thinking all these bad things. I'm thinking he's gonna use it for his drug runs. He's gonna use it for this. He's not even gonna look after my my nephews and nieces. He's not gonna look after my sister. He's just going to use it for him, and because he get him a car, get him a car, and I'm like, oh, bro, have a look in on, on Facebook, look for a car, bro, hurry up, <laughs> He says, oh, yeah, he ain't got a phone, so here, yeah, okay, use my phone, gee, so he's scrolling through, and he finds this little couple of little cars, and so we shoot out to um, Manuriwa, where all the car yards are, and they've got all these little, you know, uh, trade-ins, and looked at it, and I said, ah, oh, these are dumb, and I said, oh, there's a really nice starlet, but it's up on the North Shore, and, Um, But we can't go and see it till tomorrow, and I said, otherwise we're just gonna buy this little wreck. And anyway, um, the guy rings me and says, I mean, I can meet you now. So we said, oh, we'll shoot up and get that started. We go and get that started, and I paid for it, and it cost me a couple of dollars and stuff like that. And I wasn't too happy. And all my family are saying, you're dumb, bro. And they're not Christians, but they're like, you're dumb, bro. What are you buying? You're just buying him a car, and you're dumb. And it's like, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb. Why are you buying him a car, bro? Because we all, the whole family knows what he's like. But in, but anyway, I just felt God had told me to buy him a car, bought them a car. You know, today they got a house. You know, because they're able to get around and get a house. And, and today, you know, their kids are back in school. You know, all those little things. And, and, and when, I see, when I see that, I go, oh, thank you, Jesus. They're, their kids are back in school. And I was able to, like, share their love. You know what I mean? On someone that I didn't really even want to share the love on. I'm really, on someone that I really wanted to just grab in the headlock and just, like, you know, do all those awesome things to them and hug them. <laughs> hey, <Peachy. laughs> Who do we love? It's, we love whoever's in need. We love people that are unlovable. We love people that are, have probably done stuff to us. Who do we love? Jesus said, forgive them, for they know not what they have done. And he poured out his love on Calvary over 2,000 years ago, and he nail pierced. And he looked out, and he looked over this venue even, then he seen you guys all sitting in this place, and he says, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he gave up his life for the unlovable, that one day we would follow him, Jesus Christ, that he'd paid the price, he'd paid the debt, Because the debt had had to be paid. It demands payment. And Jesus Christ paid that debt. He wiped it clean. He washed our sins away. Thank you, Jesus. There's no one like Him. His love is greater. His love is more powerful than anything that you could think of. Hallelujah. He stretched out His hands and He cried, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And we're all in that place. We didn't know what we're doing. I was in that place once, just like my brother-in-law, in and out of prison. Someone loved on me. Some pastors loved on me. They loved on somebody that probably no one else wanted to love on. And they begin to share the good news of Jesus Christ to me. Hallelujah. And when you look at the cross, it's the most brutal, chaotic execution that the Romans could come up with. It's brutal. But it's the only way the debt could be paid because it demand a payment. And his love is for you, every single person here. And this morning, there's some people in this place who maybe haven't experienced the love of Jesus. And this morning, man, I'd love to pray with you. This morning, I'd love to pray for you and love God just to calm, calm and touch your life like never before. And maybe there's some people here this morning who are far away from God and they're just caught up in sin. Come on, man, God paid the price, get on fire, we continue to read the next passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 13, he talks about wake up, talking about wake up and put on Jesus Christ every day because we're in a battle. And today his love wants to touch you, that you wouldn't leave this place the same, but his love wants to touch you and it wants to impact your life. That his love, and you might have been following Jesus all your life, but his love wants to touch you afresh this morning. His love wants to impact your life so that you can go out and impact the community, whatever community, whatever workplace, whatever family that you belong to. That His love wants to impact you again. And I pray that these words have impacted you, that you get another vision of the cross. That's the greatest vision that you could ever get is the vision of the cross of Jesus Christ and what He'd done for us. I tell you what, it it causes us to be compassionate towards people who are unlovable because we were unlovable and yet He still died for us. And as you sit in your seat this morning, I come to tell you that Jesus loves you. Maybe no one's told you that they love you. Maybe you've never heard those words before. But I want to tell you this morning that Jesus loves you.